Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on today's Ask the Expert webinar, Using the Power of the Internet to Market and Promote Invisalign with Dr. Lynn Tao. You, you will earn two CE hours for attending today's program, and you will receive important instructions on how to obtain your CE certificate at the conclusion of the presentation. Additionally, CE hours will automatically be added to your Invisalign doctor site account. Please allow two to four weeks for CE hours to appear on your account. Please note you're able to listen to today's program via the webcast, and throughout the webinar, you'll have the opportunity to ask test questions which our presenter will answer at the conclusion of the presentation. I apologize in advance for unable to answer everyone's questions since our time is limited, but we will follow up after the program to answer any outstanding text questions. Today's program will be archived in its entirety one week from today on, on the Education tab of your Invisalign doctor site, where you may also access archived versions of all of our previous ASCII Expert programs anytime for CE hours. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce today's speaker, Dr. Leonard Tao. Dr. Tao maintains a full-time private practice in Northeast Philadelphia, focusing on general, cosmetic, reconstructive, and implant dentistry. He received a dental degree from Tufts University School of Dental Medicine in Boston, Massachusetts, and a certificate in advanced education in general dentistry at UMDNJ in Somerdale, New Jersey. He's an active member of dental organizations, including the AACD, AGD, and Dental Town, and lectures nationally and internationally on internet marketing, social media, and reputation management. So without further delay, I'll turn the program over to Dr. Tao. Dr. Tao, you know how Thank you, David. I appreciate it, and I want to welcome everybody to today's Ask the Expert webinar, Using the Power of the Internet to Market and Promote Invisalign. I'm excited to show you a, a number of things about uh, how to use the Internet to grow your practice, especially growing your Invisalign practice. Um, but I do want to point out that the statements, views, and opinions expressed in this program are those of me and me alone. Align technology does not endorse such statements, views, or opinions. So I want to make sure you understand that. So um, I also want to point out that um, you know, internet marketing is a great tool, but you need to make the commitment to market your practice. Making the commitment, as you see there, is, is either in or you're out. There's no such thing as in between. And when it comes to marketing, you can't you gotta go in. You can't go halfway. And as well, you need a budget. You need to be able to spend some money. I'm going to give you a lot of tools today that are not overly expensive, but you need to be willing to spend some money on, on marketing. Uh, many of you may not know, but I bought my practice back in 2007 um, from Dennis who had passed away, and everybody said I had a, a great practice because of this location. And by location then, they meant on a busy street corner. And I, had, I have a very busy street, you know, cars pass by my office every single day. In addition, Yellow Pages was, was, was very big back then, and you had a position in the Yellow Pages, you had to choose a name like a Drupal A bike shop because uh, you wanted to be on the first page. And even when it came to the billboards, that's what it meant by location. Well, location now has nothing to do with any of that stuff right now. Location really has to do with location on the Internet. And as you can see on this tab right here on the, on the top of that left screen there, you'll see that um, I, there's my office, the Pennsylvania Center for Dental Excellence, with 107 Google reviews. Well, that's location. That's why I stand out. That's why I get a ton of patients. And you can see on, this, on the one next to that, there's an Invisalign Philadelphia search, and the second slide down is my pay advertising on the top of the search engine. Again, it's location. People click on that banner ad, on that paid ad, and they come and they do that Invisalign in my office. The whole goal of everything I'm going to be talking about is actually being different, standing out from the crowd. And you want to be different. You want to be able to be known as the person that's different than everyone else, and people will remember you because of that. So as this says, fitting in is a short-term strategy. Standing out, it pays off in the long run. And I'm going to give you the tools to actually stand out in the long run. And I like this slide because Apple, back, this is one of the first world was, was think different. And this was back in the 70s. I mean, this is a great slide. You need to think differently. And also, dentists can't just be dentists. They also need to be marketers. This day, you can't go into your practice and just drill, fill, and build. You also need to know how to market your practice. I'm going to be giving you an overview here of basically the real world of internet marketing. Okay, I'm also going to give you the building blocks and the foundation, as well as the power tools that you need to differentiate yourself. But Rome wasn't built in a day, and you need a lot of patience. You have to remember that this is not a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. This takes time. You can't snap your fingers, and expect a ton of patients to be coming to your office the next day. But I guarantee you that if you are patient, and patience is a virtue, that you will be a new patient magnet in your office by following a few of these tips I'm going to be giving you. 
There is a new direction in marketing. <clears throat> Excuse me. There is a new direction in marketing, and that is known as SOLOMO. It's an acronym for social, local, and mobile. And that is the direction that everything's heading. You need to be in these locations. You need to be involved with social media. You need to have a local presence, and you need to have a mobile presence. And it's really, really important to figure out how to get into these aspects. So our agenda for today, these are the things that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we're talking about web design and specifically how to incorporate a business line on your website. We're going to talk about SEO and how to make yourself known and found in local areas with via SEO for InDesign. We're going to talk a lot about reputation because that's something I pride myself in is reputation. We're going to talk about local search and we're going to talk about social media. And that's all the ways we're going to be talking about how to attract InDesign patients using these methods. But I want to make sure you understand that the most important thing for you is to provide content to Google and content king. The more content, the better you're going to rank. Simple as that. And there's something now called content marketing that we're heading towards, supplying Google with as much content as possible. And in order to do that, you have to provide Google with as much juice as possible. And if you provide them the juice, you're going to rank better. Simple as that. So what are some reasons that your practice should brand your practice? And I've highlighted three of them here, and it's people refer more often and more passionately to brands that they like and trust. And what you're doing here is you're trying to build trust with your patients. Because if they trust you more, when they basically find you, they're going to come in and spend their money in your practice. But they need to have developed the trust with them. And you can build and accelerate your reputation through branding, and I told you we talk a lot about reputation today. And you can also do more cases you want through branding, and those are in this line cases. Those are three big reasons why you should brand yourself. And branding is all about marketing and, again, differentiating your practice. Now, the primary goal of marketing, and I always ask this in my seminars, and I always wait for a response, but nobody's going to respond. The primary goal of marketing is not to attract the patient. It's not to have name recognition. It's not to do more Invisalign, cosmetic dentistry, or, or root canals. It's to make more money. And that's where our goal here is for you, is to be able to make more money. And there are three types of dental marketing. There's external marketing. There's internal marketing, and then what we're going to be talking about today almost entirely is digital marketing, how to market yourself on the Internet. But marketing is not a one-time external event. It's not an idea of the week. It's a system you put into place. There's no silver bullet. There's no easy fix, and it can't be set up and forgotten. It needs constant work and attention, and most importantly, it needs a fully funded budget. And most people don't realize that. You need a lot of money. You need a lot of money here, and it's about 6% of your collection should be put towards a marketing budget. So if you do a million dollars, you should be spending $60,000. Most people don't spend anywhere near that. So how do I do it? And this is known as a Tau template. It's a well-established and nurtured online reputation visible, visible during local search. Probably the most important thing you do is get a reputation. An interactive website, well-positioned on Google and other search engines, so now you have the website and SEO positions. A well-managed AdWord campaign. And I say well-managed because it needs to be done by a company, not by yourself. You're going to be spending a lot of money, and if you get a company to do it for you, they'll be able to harness the money and get better results for you. A well-branded social media campaign, specifically Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, and a bunch of other sites. Blogging, both written and video. And some mobile marketing. That's how I've done it, and that's how I'm going to teach you to do it as well. And there's an amazing marketing opportunity online right now. Um, Two-thirds of Americans will search for health information online. Searching for healthcare is the third most popular activity ahead of e-commerce, Facebook, and YouTube, so really social media. And 62% of new patients search for dentists online before selecting a practice. So there's a huge opportunity for you here if you start using the Internet to market your practice. And I want to point out, and this is a great slide, that anything you do online, anything at all, Paid search, organic search, display advertising, social media is not going to work as well if you don't have the reputation below it. And like I said, we're going to spend a lot of time on reputation towards the middle of the presentation, and um, you'll see how important it is. So to begin with, I want to talk about uh, your practice's website. And every single practice must have one. It's really known as your marketing hub. It's the base of your practice. It's your online billboard. And it must be interactive. You can't just have a site there that just gives information. Okay, and you want to direct prospective patients to it for more information about your services that you provide. In my opinion, patients or potential patients don't go to your website for, for education. They go to find out why they should come into your office, and that's what you want to provide them with. 
And most importantly, for Google's purposes, it has to be constantly updated and changed. It indicates to Google that it's a fresh website. So this is my website, and you're welcome to go check it out anytime you want. It's, it's pcde.com, Pennsylvania Center Dental Excellence. And this is my website, and this is just a screenshot of it. But there's a lot of great information that we provide our patients with, a lot of interaction on the site. Um, you'll see there's a chat feature on the right-hand side. It's currently offline there. There's a mini-me. It's a little video that pops up of me where I talk to all my patients. Um, there's a lot of social media there as well. Um, and in the, the tray below, there's a lot of ways for the patients to interact with our office. But that's what my um, website looks like. And all you have is eight seconds. You have eight seconds to attract their attention, get them to stay on the site, or they're going to leave and go elsewhere. So you have to give them a reason to stay on or they're going to go goodbye. And one of the most highly searched pages on my site is my smile gallery. And I have an interactive smile gallery, gallery and what, when patients come to the smile gallery, they can actually choose what they want to look at. So if someone's coming to your site and they want to see Invisalign and you show a picture of a denture, that's not what they want. So at the top of my small gallery, they can actually select what they want to see and the pictures will pop up specifically for that particular um, service. And then obviously I'm showing you an Invisalign before and after here and this gets a lot of patients into my practice. So when it comes to building a website, and a lot of people always you know, deciding upon is now the time to build a new website, I want to give some, some feedback as to mistakes that dentists make in general when building a website. So one of the biggest mistakes I find is that there's buried contact information. Um, you need the address and phone number above the fold on every web page. It should be on the upper right because that's where our eyes normally go. You, want, you don't want to have a difficult navigation. You don't want to make the website not make sense. Um, when it comes to clinical photos, you want to think of the faces and smiles. You want to gross the patient out. So, for instance, you don't want to have photos like this on your page. Um, you do not want to do that. And you want, to, you want to have interaction. So no interaction, a static site is, is also a mistake as well. In addition, no dentists and especially team photos. When people are looking for a new dentist, they want to see who they're going to see when they come into the office. They want to get that warm, fuzzy feeling. And when you don't have photos on there and biographies, uh, it could turn potential patients away. <clears throat> Excuse me. Duplicate content, very bad. Google has a Panda and Penguin update, and they both talk about duplicate content. So duplicate content is not something you want to have on your site. The lack of a call to action or make an appointment button, you need to give them an easy way to make an appointment. Um, you don't want to have the music on your site. Um, the last thing you want is someone to be at work looking for a dentist not supposed to be on the Internet, and they come to your site and you have music blasting in, in the uh, speaker and then they'll never come back again. You don't want to have Flash nowadays. It's not mobile-friendly, and a lot of searches conducted on, on mobile devices. You don't want to have slow-loading web pages um, and no pop-up advertising, and you don't want to have broken links as well, more so from Google's perspective. So those are some common mistakes that, that I see made when people are designing websites. <clears throat> and if you are going to be designing a website, a new one, you want to make sure that it's a responsive website. And I'll explain to you now because a lot of people don't know what responsive means, but I'll make sure you do. So as I showed you, mobile is the exception. It's not the rule, okay? It's, it's the rule. Excuse me. Mobile is not the exception. It's the rule. You need to have a mobile presence nowadays. And this is what my website looks like on a desktop. And when you use a mobile device, which literally 60 to 70% of people are now, here's what it looks like on a tablet and on an iPhone. So the screen automatically changes because of the size of your screen and the size of the device. So it's great to have a mobile responsive site because no matter what size of the screen on it's going to fit and they're going to be able to see exactly what they're looking at. So why do you need a responsive site? Well, mobile usage is exploding. Uh, mobile users take action. 44% of searchers take action on a service. There's a positive user experience and a must. Um, if you actually give them a great experience, there's a 67% chance they're more likely to buy, where if they have a bad experience on your website, uh, there's a 61% chance, chance they will leave. Blogging and social activities actually bring more traffic, and a lot of people use social media on their phones. It was a great way to bring more traffic to your page. It's preferred from Google's perspective for SEO purposes. Having a responsive site, there's only one page. There's not multiple pages. There's only one site you actually need to edit. Where if you have a separate mobile site, um, you have two pages you have to worry about. They load faster. People have a short attention span and responsive adapts to future devices. So, for instance, the new iPhones just came out, obviously, and this one with a very large screen. Well, now you can adapt to that screen size. So those are reasons why you want to have a responsive site. Now, the whole goal here with everything is to keep to create trust with your patients. And you want them to trust you even before they come in 
So when they do come in and they do ask for this wine, you just have to go over finances and they're sold. That's the whole goal here. So in terms of specifically getting your patients to, or getting potential patients for Invisalign, you want to show Invisalign all over the internet, or all over your webpage, excuse me. So I have a page on my site specifically dedicated to Invisalign, and I have my logo that I was a lead provider in 2013. I'm a premier provider in 2014. But you want to have a page dedicated for Invisalign, and you want to offer as much information on Invisalign as possible. Okay. So this is what my Invisalign page looks like. Um, it's how does it work? What do they look like? Et cetera, et cetera. You're giving them questions that they may want to ask. In addition, you want to use Invisalign's logos and banners on your homepage. Um, what I would not do is have a, a direct connection on your website to the Invisalign website because what it does is it introduces other doctors. So if you take them to the doctor, doctor locator, now they have a whole other doctors they can go to. So you want to avoid adding a direct link on your website to the Invisalign doctor page because that defeats them being on your site in the first place. Also, you just want to make sure that the information that you provide is up to date. And as anybody knows, this is a, a, a colleague of ours who has a very old Invisalign logo there. You want to make sure you change the logos as Invisalign does to make sure your, your site is fresh and, and up to date. So now that you know how to build a great website, we're going to talk about search engine optimization. Um, this is how you get your website ranked higher and why and how you're found easier. So SEO definition for Wikipedia is the process of improving the website or web page via natural or organic search results. You're not paying Google for placement. You're paying a company to actually do this work for you. The higher a website ranks, the greater the chance it will be visited, and it's the opposite of paying. So this is not AdWords. This is paying a person to do it, not paying Google to rank you higher. So why does your website need SEO? Well, the majority of people will never search on page two or page three. They'll never go past page one. And thus, the results on the first page have the greatest chance of success. Your website needs to be on the first page to truly be successful. And if you are building a custom website, it's probably going to cost you a few thousand dollars at least. But if it can't be found, it doesn't matter. Who cares about it? So those are the reasons why that you, want, you need SEO, okay? And if you don't do SEO, it's literally like where's Waldo. That's what it's like. Where's Waldo? Well, Waldo's there, but it's really hard to find him. And if you don't do SEO, it's really going to be hard for you to be found. And I love this slide. This is the best place to hide a dead body is page two of Google search results. Because nobody goes to page two. Now, you can actually see what people are actually looking. Your goal is to get to the upper, you know, right at the top of the page. Because as you go further down, your eye tracks actually get lower and lower, or, or fewer and fewer, I should say. So what you're seeing here is an eye track of where people actually look. And almost everybody's looking at the first couple of um, search, engine, search engine results there. They're barely looking further down, and they're very infrequently looking at the left-hand side, or excuse me, the right-hand side of the page. And the right-hand side of the page, just so you know, are the paid advertisements. And if you're doing any types of paid ads, you really to be on the right-hand side, in my opinion, is a complete waste of money. So what are some statistics that support the value of SEO? Why do you want to do it? Because 93% of online experiences begin with a search engine. And Google owns about 65 to 70% of those searches. I actually think it's more, but that's statistics show. 70% of, of, of the links search users click on are organic, so it's the ones that are done through SEO. And 70, 80% of people actually ignore the paid advertisement, believe it or not. 75% never scroll past the first page. And search is the number one driver of, of traffic to your website. And SEO leads have a 14% close rate, while other stuff like direct mail or print advertising have only a 1.7% close rate. So there's a great value in doing SEO on your site. And as you can see here, that 42% of the clicks happen from position one. When you get past the first page, you're looking at a total of about 10% of the clicks past that, and um, it's not good after that. So rankings of two, three, and four is actually a lot less combined than position number one. So your goal, obviously, is to be on page one, ideally position one. But if you're in a big town, that's going to be pretty hard to do. And there are three types of SEO. There's white hat, which is very legal and recommended by Google. There's black hat, which is very illegal and can get you banned. And there's gray hat SEO, which actually is somewhere in between. And I would actually obviously focus on the white hat SEO. I would not be doing any, any black hat SEO at all. So what is considered white hat SEO? Well, whitehead SEO is proper keywords, selecting proper keywords, 
and I'll talk about a, a couple of, of SEO keywords for Invisalign in a couple of minutes. But um, you want great, relevant, fresh content, and that's the key here. You want your content. You want content that's updated pretty frequently here. You want to create relevant links. Um, backlinking is a thing of the past, but you still want to have links to your website, but they have to be relevant to dentistry. So if you go to a website and there's a, it's a barber shop in your town and they link to you, it's not going to have any effect on you. Um, being involved in social media is a big key to SEO success because there's a little bit of SEO in social media. And something called the long tail keyword is actually 75% of searches. And most people don't know what a long tail keyword is, so of course I'll tell you what it is. This is a slide that actually shows what a long tail keyword is. So a short tail keyword would be dentist. And when you search for dentist, you're going to get a ton of results. And the chance of being clicked on is, is pretty insignificant, not a lot at all. When you go to a dentist Cincinnati or, or a dentist Las Vegas or a dentist Philadelphia, you're going to actually have a lot less competition there, but the chance of being clicked on is still significantly less. But if you go to like emergency dentist, you know, financial district New York, that's a very specific key term. There's going to be a lot less searches there, but you're going to come up and the chance of converting is pretty, is, is much, much higher. So you want to focus on a long tail keyword because that's about 75% of the searches are, are longer than two or three words. So some things I would avoid, things that you can get you banned from, from Google, keyword stuffing, overusing keywords. So that would be like Dr. Leonard Tao, Philadelphia Dentist, doing Philadelphia Invisalign, Philadelphia Station Dentistry, Philadelphia Cosmetic Dentistry. That's Philadelphia over and over and over again. And that uh, uh, violates the Penguin update, and that's not good. You can get banned for that. Creating link farms, which is a site with just unrelated links. Again, that's bad. Spamming blogs and social media sites with a link to your website. So in the past, you can go to any blog out there and write, great blog posts, thanks very much, check out my website, and you put your website link in there, and that would create a link. That's also founded upon by Google and can get you in trouble. Posting negative reviews about a competitor, and it's done a lot in the dental industry, is, is something I would avoid. And all of these things combined can get you banned and, and taken down and not be found. I do want to point out that you know, a lot of people out there who are familiar with you know, Google and its algorithms and, and look at themselves on the Internet quite frequently may have noticed some changes recently, and it's because of this pigeon update. Um, there was Google, there was Panda and Penguin, and then there was Hummingbird. Now there's Pigeon. And what Pigeon did was really hurt a lot of the local SEO. And it was launched on July 24th, and it results in a new algorithm to provide more useful, relevant, and accurate local search results that are tied more closely to traditional web search ranking signals. And Google started this new algorithm. They hope it improves their distance and location ranking parameters. And basically what that means in plain English is that it shrunk the radius down for the map. And if you're in a big city and there's sections of the city, you may be not found all over the city anymore where once you were. And that was because of this, this pigeon update that was done. And a lot of dentists that I deal with have specifically been affected by this update a lot, even myself. So we talked about some common keywords for SEO for Invisalign, and these are the ones that I would focus on if you want to talk to your SEO person. Obviously, Invisalign, that's an important one. Invisalign doctor, Invisalign dentist, clear braces, and invisible braces. Those are, are ones that actually are really good to, to look at if you want to do more Invisalign. So I want to provide you with some ways to get more Google Juice. And these are really free. They're free sites, so free ways you can do it. They don't cost you a dime if you choose not to pay for them. But they're really good at getting more information about you out on the Internet. First one is through press releases. And press releases are is a great way to add content to Google. Um, it's great Google Juice. Um, it's a great way to get newsworthy, something newsworthy about your practice. Um, two websites in particular, PRLog.org and 1888pressrelease.com, and they're free. They rank very quickly, and they actually can track to see how many people are viewing it. This is a press release I put out about my for Invisalign because I started using the Accelerant Aura, which is just a way to accelerate Invisalign treatment using a little sonic device. And it was put out on March 3rd, 2014, and this is what the press release looks like. And then you can actually see that on the, the very top there, 1,160 hits, and this was only taken a few weeks after I put this up. So these press releases definitely get seen, especially by Google. Excuse me. SlideShare, another great site to do it on. Um, SlideShare is basically a slide presentation, and it's present yourself. I want you to present your practice. So this was a search I did. I found this. This is um, just an Invisalign search, and this was a company, uh, Dental Office, Crystal Dental Founders, which is a SlideShare on the difference between Invisalign and braces. And there it is when you search. It was literally number one when you search for it. And here's when you click on it, here's their, their, their presentation. 
So this is a great way to get, if you're talking, want to talk about more doing more Invisalign, it's a great way to put yourself out there and put some presentations online. Another site is called Real Self. Um, and this is basically a site where dentists can sign up. It's free to sign up. They get a profile. And they are, you know, they ask Real Self to send them questions from people regarding all sorts of different things on dentistry. And I do like crowns and I do veneers. And I ask for questions on Invisalign. And every day you get a set of questions through your email from people around the country. Um, and, you know, the second question there was, I, I am a 24-year-old female. Would I be a good candidate for Invisalign? And there's photos attached. And you click on that and it would actually bring up this. And this is what um, is the question by this individual. And you can choose to answer it. You can choose not to answer it. Um, you're basically giving some very generic information here. You're not giving um, dental advice over the email. That's not what you're doing here. But it basically ranks you higher when people search for different things in your area. So it's called realself.com. I would not pay for a, a, a type of a subscription with them. They want to give you a, a, a pro prescription. I wouldn't do that. So if you do want to get to the top and you don't want to have patients to wait, one of the greatest ways you can do that is by paying for it, and that's called pay-per-click advertising. Um, and here you can see there's there's two screenshots here. Uh, in Disneyland, Philadelphia, I'm the second site there, and this is on a, a mobile device. Um, you can see that my pay ad is, is there as well. Um, so these are some great ways to get to Google, get to the top of Google very quickly without, you know, waiting for anything else to kind of take effect. So it's called search engine marketing or pay-per-click advertising. Um, you can either do it yourself, which is called Google AdWords, or you can have a managed campaign, which is my preference for everyone, through a company. And I have a lot of clients who use this and do this. Some do it by themselves and are not as successful, whereas I have a lot of clients of mine who do do it um, through a managed company, and they have great results for that. Um, and the reason why you do it yourself is that you burn through money very, very quickly. Uh, you burn through money extremely fast. And if you want to do a managed campaign, one of the best companies out there is a company called Surflinks. Um, they're Google AdWords certified. What's nice about them is they uh, excuse me, select specific keywords where your ad is going to appear. They don't have like 80,000 keywords. They have about uh, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 keywords that they have for you. And there's a very high click-through rate because these are only keywords that you select. There's a fixed cost, which is nice, so, there, which is nice, so there's no quick fraud or people are constantly clicking on your advertising. Um, you want to direct them to your Invisalign site, though, or Invisalign page. You do not want to send them to your homepage. You want to give them the information they're looking for. So if you're doing an Invisalign paid ad, you want to make sure they go to the Invisalign page on your website or the before and after photos or something related to Invisalign. And the ads usually appear at the top. You don't want them to be on the right, like I said before, and you certainly don't want to be in, at the bottom. So I want to focus now our attention on getting found and being found on Google and all these other search engines, okay? So this is a combination of two things. One is local search and then as well as reputation. So when Google talks, we need to listen. Um, and there's something about Googleopoly here. And, and Googleopoly is that there's only about eight to ten spaces on page one, and you need to get involved there, okay? And Google represents 68% on computers and 95% on, on mobile devices. So you need to pay attention to this. Now, nine out of ten search for a dentist online, guess what? The, they don't even know your name or your business name at that point. The only ones that know your name or your business name are your patients and those that will refer to you. Other than that, they have no clue where you are. So Google is, 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 is in essence, your homepage. It's where your phone numbers are. It's where your location. It's where your website is. It's where your complaint is. It's where your reviews are. Basically, Google search equals your reputation. Focus on a couple of things when it comes to Google, and one is called Google Search Local, and this is a big deal for a lot of people. So when you search for my office in, in Philadelphia, this is what comes up, and you see there's my Google page is the first one. There's, then there's Yelp. Uh, there's Facebook. There's a lot of review sites. Um, this is what you want. Now, this is the Google um, plus local listing to the right of this. And it gives a lot of information about your practice. It gives photos. You can see inside of it, which I'll show you in a minute. There's a lot of information it gives you. So you want to make sure you're taking advantage of Google plus local. So your listing is critical for local search. It's hugely important. If you don't have a Google plus page, you're really in trouble here. Your old five-star reviews were converted to Zagat scores, but now have been converted back to five-star, which is great. It's indexed heavily by reviews, but as many of you may know, getting reviews in Google is difficult manually. So this is what my Google page looks like. Um, there's a nice photo. Um, you'll see there's reviews here. There's maps. There's a lot of photos. Um, this is what my Google Plus 
business page postings look like. So we put a lot of information here about Invisalign, how to recommend you start putting things on your Google Plus posting page. Um, but this was something we were trying to get some more Invisalign, so we would put a post on, on Google Plus Local. Now, if you do not claim your listing or you have nothing on there, this is what it looks like. There's no photos. There's no nothing. Um, there's no reviews. There's no photos. There's only a street view. And it actually tells you, is this your business? Manage this page. So this is a page that has not been claimed. So this is really important to claim and get moving. And this is loading in now, but one way to stand out from everybody is to actually have it, a Google virtual business tour done of your office. And as you can see coming up on the screen now, is this is a, a virtual tour of my office in Philadelphia. Um, it makes it, you stand out. It shows everything about your office. Anybody who's really excited about their office, loves the look of it, you know, just built a new office, you really want to do one of these Google virtual business tours because it does make you stand out. It's not expensive. Um, you can search Google for Google virtual business tour, and it will bring you to your state. You pick up, you select a uh, photographer, and um, they'll be able to come out and, and take about 30 photos panoramically of your office, put it together in, the, in a little um, slideshow video, and they'll even give it to you for your website. So I highly recommend that you guys take advantage of this feature. And you can also see, this is the panel I showed you earlier, but Google is displaying snippets in this knowledge panel, and you can see that one of the reviews just finished, and I'm so happy it went over Invisalign over regular braces. So it's great if your patients talk about you, they'll start showing in these review snippets on Google Plus Local for you. So how do you control Google? You influence content associated to your business. You want to claim your page. You want to get it optimized. And you want to push your happy clients to review you there. So let's turn our attention to what I think is probably the most important thing out there, which is reputation and what's called reputation marketing. Um, it's the single most important way you can market your business, in my opinion. And this is a repeat slide, but I think it's that important to show you that Reputation is the most important thing you can do, and nothing else works unless you do that. So it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. That was Warren Buffett, someone who I, I highly respect. Um, but in the case of the Internet, it doesn't even take five minutes. You can lose your reputation in a nanosecond. Today, everyone's a publisher, and they have a megaphone, and they want to talk about you online. So why is online reputation so important? And there was a study done or a survey done by a company called Light Local, and this was just done, just came out a few weeks ago, and I'm, I'm proud to share it with you. But these are some results of the survey. So select a business type you've searched for in the last 12 months. And you can see that in the number two uh, profession is dentist and doctor in 2014. Which of these business types have you read online customer reviews for? Again, in 2014, number two, 35%, look for a dentist and doctor as well. So do you trust online customer reviews as much as customer recommendations? So word of mouth, the online word of mouth. And it, it says here, the study shows that 87% of people trust um, online reviews as much as personal recommendations. Only 13% said no. And this one I love. For which of these local business types does reputation matter the most when choosing a business? And number one in 2014 is dentists and doctors. So that's why reputation is important, and I hope you understand now why you need to be there. But you need to be proactive, not reactive. Reviews drive business, and a great reputation equals more money. So your online reputation is, as we call it now, word of mouth 2.0, or online reputation-based marketing. And it can make or break your online presence and attract new patients, or a bad reputation will turn potential patients away. And if you can believe it, there are more than 120 websites that actually collect and republish reviews for patients. So I want you to take control. So I want you to control your own destiny or someone else will. Those could be the negative reviews that are written about you online. And that was said by Jack Welsh, CEO of GE. I like to refer to it as word of mouth, though, because it's on the computer. And ignoring it, putting your head in the sand, won't make it any better. So there are three steps to online reputation-based marketing. One is being found, one is being found in a compelling way, and then monitoring and protecting your reputation. And we're going to quickly go through these few things. So step one is being found. And how you're doing some SEO, you have a great website, but there's a big missing factor that a lot of dentists and a lot of even marketers don't realize. And that is evaluating and claiming your local listings. And these are known as citations and not that type of citation. So what is a citation? It's a, it's a listing or mention of your website on other web pages and they can act like backlinks for local SEO. 
Now, acquiring these is typically done through a registration process. The more business, the more, excuse me, the more places your business is cited, okay, the easier it is for search engines to trust that you have a legitimate business and automatically will start raising you in the ranking. That's really important. And all of these pages here, all these um, websites that you can see on the screen in front of you are all considered citations for, for Google's purposes. And they all point to the big one, Google plus local. So you want to go ahead and claim these listings, but this really is not a do-it-yourself job. Really important to understand that. This has to be done by someone professionally because if you screw it up, you're in trouble. So you have to list your information the exact same way everywhere. It's called the name, address, and phone number the map. And you have to have it consistent across the board. So consider these, suite or STE, you know, Pennsylvania or PA, company or CO, the and or the and sign, and street or ST. So those are things that if you have different, Google doesn't see as one, one business, basically. And these are some top citation sources for dentists. And really, they're packed because they show up on the first page of Google, and that's why they're important. So Yelp, Yellow Pages, YouTube, HealthGrade, SuperPages, Dexnos, Dr. Google, Yahoo, Facebook, and Angie's List. If you do a search for yourself on the Internet for your office, these sites probably will be on the first page, if not the second page. That's why they're top citation sources. Now, in terms of the websites for reviews, where you want to focus on getting reviews, Google Plus Local is important. Yahoo Local um, is not as important anymore because it's getting, um, it's getting reviews from Yelp now. Bing Local, you can see I crossed off because Bing does not get reviews on their own anymore. They syndicate and, and reviews from other sites. Healthgrades.com only shows reviews as star ratings. There's nothing written. City Search Insider Pages and Judy's Books are all part of the City Grid Network. They're pretty important. Andy's List, um, very respected site, but you have to pay to leave a review. You have to pay to leave a review. Demand Force and Rated Dentist are two um, programs that dentists use to get reviews. They're okay. Problem with them is they don't go anywhere. They only stay on those pages. Dr. Rugo Hot Frogs, great MDs, which actually has the most DMD ratings, most dental ratings out there, and Dr. Dave's. Those are some important review websites. Now, I did leave one off, and that one is Yelp, because I'm not a big fan of Yelp, and I would recommend that nobody on this call who's listening ever page Yelp for advertising. Uh, people hate us on Yelp. Real people will offer reviews. They basically run an extortion campaign. Um, they want you to pay them for the reviews to stay up. So as you can see here, this is, a, again, a little, a little video that's going to play. I'll talk over it while it's playing. But this is my Yelp page. There's eight reviews at a time. Um, there are mostly half, half good, half bad reviews here. But this was a bad review you're seeing past that was uh, done by someone who wasn't even a patient. That's since been taken down. There's a review here from Suzanne. Suzanne is a Yelper. She has 79 friends, 152 reviews. That review will always stay up. Where if you look at some of the other reviews, they're not considered uh, Yelpers, where they only have one review or, or no friends and five reviews. So the problem here is that Yelp likes to keep the negative ones up unless you pay them, and they like to take the positive ones down. So as you go scroll to the bottom, you'll see here um, that there are 21 reviews that are not recommended. And when you actually click on that, they're taken to where all the filtered reviews are, all the not recommended reviews are. And there'll be a couple of negatives, one up there. You can see that they were taken down because there's no friends at one review. But all, even the positives, and you'll see I have about 18 positive reviews here. Every single one of them has been taken down by Yelp. As you scroll through the pages here, um, you do not want to um, use, you don't want to pay Yelp, basically. I mean, that's in the long, long story short. So we have a best kept secret award that we actually have a sign up in my office. And this is a five-star filter reviews. So people who come in know that these reviews are hidden from, by Yelp. And this is what we see a lot of, stop the bully, boycott Yelp. Our customers repeatedly tell us that they have submitted very good reviews on our food, yet those never show up on our reviews. We asked Yelp, we were told, perhaps if you do Yelp ads, we could help you with this. We own our good reviews, we will not pay bribes to Yelp to post them. So this is something you see a lot of. And this is what I love. Come in and try the worst meatball sandwich that one guy on Yelp ever had in his life. This is a guy taking a negative and making it a positive. And uh, this time made national news. So. God Yelp us all. Um, they index in Google. They steal away your business. Even if you pay them, they list tons of ads, and, and they list your competitors, which I don't agree with. They still throw out the positive that you either pay us or, they, or you look bad. So what to do about evil Yelp? You want to focus on Google. You want to 
associate those, or excuse me, send only trusted developers to review you. Um, written here is that, you know, you can associate more content to push Yelp off the first page. That's never going to happen, especially with the new uh, pigeon update from Google. Yelp is even more or stronger in their eyes, so that it's even higher up on the pages now. Or you can give them and purchase their services, which I don't recommend. So once, once you do claim all these local listings called citations, how do you get found in a compelling way? So would you buy from a business with no reviews, one with equal number of positive and negatives, or one that has many more positives and negatives? And obviously the choice is number three. So you must collect reviews from your customers and patients. And good customer reviews are now one of the biggest factors in local search results. But I don't want you to ask for a review. I want you to ask for feedback. And that's really important to remember. You want to ask for feedback. So how does reputation work in our office? We ask our patients for feedback. Our office, office culture revolves around reputation. We have a social media survey that we give out, which I'll show you in a second. And we also use a review program that I helped develop and, and make and build. And that's called iSocial Reviews. So this is a so social media survey. And if anybody wants this, you just email me and I'll send you a copy of it and you can have your printer print it out. But this is a social media survey that asks our patients where they're involved on the Internet. So I'm a more educated practitioner. So I want to spend a few minutes on talking about reputation marketing through this program, iSocial Reviews. And this is a great way to get reviews from your patients. It's extremely easy to use. And this is something that you get with our program. And it's basically a review microsite where all the reviews from across the internet are going to be put onto. And as you can see, I have 1,385 reviews. It gives the content information about the office, all the links to social media. And if you were to scroll down this page, you would see the reviews from all over the internet on this one page. Um, you can actually leave feedback on this page. There's a map of your office, and the patients can even request an appointment from this page. So we give a lot of information to your, to your potential patients here. And our system actually gets feedback eight different ways. I'm only going to focus on the two main ones. Uh, this is the survey that the patient would fill out in the office. One of the biggest problems with getting reviews is that you can't get reviews on Google or Yelp or any of these sites in the office because of IP address conflicts. So we've created a cloud-based program that you're going to collect the feedback on, and I'll show you how this works. Based on five stars, we ask the patient about their experience, their name and their email, and now they can actually log in with their Facebook page or their Facebook account. This is an example of a review that someone left JP left in my office. It's really long. When you click Submit, it can automatically, if you choose to, post to the business Facebook page. It posts here to the business Facebook page right in front of you there. It posts to Twitter right in the center there. It posts to now Google Plus Local, which there it is on Google Plus Local as well. It posts to your website via that little button on the bottom there that says 1,414 reviews. It posts there. It posts on your patient testimonial page on your website. And when the patient leaves it, they get an email asking them to share it on Google and Yelp simply by copying and pasting it. And we have a lot of clients using our system, and it works terrific. Now, the new method we've came up with is, is a mobile device. How do we take advantage of the fact that every patient has a smartphone? So we've created a check-in, and you check the patient in using their name, their email address, and their mobile phone number. And you check in, and the patient is immediately sent a text message. And the text message says, uh, hey, Don, got a second, would appreciate your feedback. And when they click on it, they actually have a link to the mobile survey. If the reviews are not shared on Google and Yelp by the patient, our system knows that and sends it to the city good media sites, which are City Search, Insider Pages, Judy's Book, you know, Yellow Pages, Yellow Bot. Those are all the pages that it automatically goes to if the patient doesn't do it. So the moral of the story here is you want to just ask for feedback. Getting reviews is a key to building your reputation. So step three is monitoring and moderating your online reputation. And I get a lot of calls from my clients. I got a couple this morning um, asking what to do about negative reviews. So if you get a negative review, what do you do? First, relax. Take a deep breath. It's not the end of the world. Unfortunately, it's bound to happen. We're dentists. You can't please everyone. The best defense is getting more positive reviews. And I want you to use the feedback constructively. And do not, do not write angry rebuttals. If you do want to respond, which I don't recommend on sites like Google and Yelp, you do want to say you're sorry if you do respond. Now, if you're on social media and something negative is said, you do want to be very responsive because social media is a conversation you're having. And this was just an example of a client, a patient of mine who wrote something negative because he was having a billing issue. 
Um, I responded personally, fixed it, and then he apologized. So this is what you want. This is a typical way you want things to be done. I would not respond on Google and Yelp and those sites. And here's an example why. This is a client of mine in Honolulu, Hawaii, and the bad review was, that was the worst experience I ever had in any dentist. And you know what? That's not that bad. Okay? Yes, it's, it's, it sounds bad, but they didn't say anything specific. Now, the dentist went on and basically apologized, or the dentist's husband went on and apologized, basically said, we provide great quality care, and we hope you found a reputable dentist. Nothing bad with what they wrote, but it really bothered the patient and it pissed them off. And guess what? That one liner of a review went to that. And that. That was a response back after the, the dentist responded. So I do not recommend you respond to negative reviews in any way, shape, or form. So recommendation leads the way. So a great way to get more Invisalign patients is to have your patients who are doing Invisalign write about their Invisalign experience and get it posted online. And this is an example of a patient, Jenny, who uh, basically wrote some nice things about her Invisalign experience in my office. So we're going to switch to social media. And social media is a new way that we communicate with our patients. It's any platform that facilitates a communication amongst a group of people online. And that's what social media is about. Social media is about communication. It's about conversation. Um, and every good conversation starts with the listening. And a very big component of social media is listening. You need to listen. Now, the primary purpose of social media is to develop trust and relationships with potential patients. It's not to tell dentistry. And that's a big difference with social media that people are, you know, they turn people off because all they're talking about is, is, is sales. And it's not. It's about building relationships that may eventually lead into someone coming into your office. So the main social media site that I want to start with, of course, is Facebook. And there are more than 1 billion active users. This is what my Facebook page looks like. And I have 935 likes, a lot of likes. Um, most offices have 100 or 200. You're not going to see a great return. Um, if you only had a few of the likes, it just isn't going to happen. But I post a lot of things on Invisalign, and they're not salesy. So this is an example. Uh, this was posted a couple of days ago. Um, this is a cartoon about uh, braces versus Invisalign. Don't don't make your friends tell you lies. Invisalign is a clear choice. Call our office for details of the amazing service we offer our patients. Not salesy in any way, shape, or form. Um, but you know that's you want to put things like that online or on your Facebook page to promote Invisalign. There's another way you can self-promote. A service, which is again, back to straighter teeth, braces versus Invisalign, comparative stuff. So that's what we do in our office to promote Invisalign on Facebook. Now, one of the things now that's out is, is graph search. And this is a really cool technology that Facebook came up with. Um, Google was the king of search, and then they became involved in social media with Google Plus Local. Well, Facebook was the king of social media, and they wanted to get involved with search. So they developed what's called Facebook Graph Search. A Facebook graph search works where someone types in dentist my friends like. So if the patient likes your practice, they will be included in this. And hopefully your office comes up when you type that in. That's what you want. And then when they check in, because check-ins, check-ins are really important, dentists my friends have been to, they can type in, and then the dental offices that are in come up as well. So we, we want patients to check in, and we provide that with a little, there's a little card we give out. Um, check in here for a special view, and we give them like a whitening pen or something. But we want them to check in, and this is why. This is a patient of mine. She checked in at her office. Um, you know, it's instant word of mouth. People were saying, have fun. I commented, appreciated that she checked in, and she commented, I do hate going to the dentist, but you're definitely going to make my visits more comfortable. So this is instant word of mouth, and it literally costs you nothing. So likes, check-ins, and shares are what you're after. Like and share everywhere. Now, I will talk about real quick about uh, promoting an event. If you do want to promote an event you're having or you want to get a lot more looks at your Facebook posts, you can actually boost the post. And this is paying Facebook to show your page more, showing the post more. And they come up as a sponsored post in your newsfeed. This was an Invisalign event that we had last year in 2013, July 17th. And we put it on there, and I spent about $400 boosting this, these posts that we did. And you can see 126 people liked this. It was shared seven times. Um, this is a great way to get the information out about our practice. So you can see here, most of my um, posts were getting, you know, 150, 200 like, uh, views, where this one got 43,000 at the very bottom there. 43,000 people saw these posts because 
of me boosting it. And I can tell you that we had 23 people actually making appointments. Um, se- uh, seven showed and, and excuse me, uh, 12 showed and seven actually went forward with Invisalign. So a $400 investment turned into seven Invisalign cases using boosting of these posts. And again, here's just another before and after we did when we were boosting some posts on, um, on, Invisalign, on Invisalign. Again, here's another example. Uh, this is another boosted that we had shared and 77 people liked it. So we do a lot of boosting for Invisalign, and I recommend you do it as well. So switching to Twitter, um, I don't really believe much in Twitter. I use it for two reasons in my office. I use it to let people know that we have a, a last-minute opening, and the first person to take it gets 10% off. Um, and we use it to directly connect with our patients because a lot of times they, when they tweet or when we tweet them or we send them a direct message, they respond faster than they do a text message or email. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of Twitter. But YouTube, I am a huge fan of. I think uh, YouTube is, is an enormous site. Again, it's broadcast yourself. I want you to broadcast your practice. So basically, it's a number two search engine. It's bigger than Bing, Yahoo, and AOL combined. Um, it's owned by Google, and Google loves showing the, the videos in their feeds. This is what my YouTube channel looks like. It has a very similar look and feel that my Facebook and my Twitter page have. Um, this is, just to show you, this is a, just a screenshot of, of one of the videos. Um, this is Laura, and Laura was talking about her year process. Um, it was named Philadelphia Cosmetic Dentist, Dr. Renner Patient Testimonial Laura, and there's a nice description in there. What you'll notice is literally three days, four days later, and you can see that four days later, it was the number one video under Philadelphia Cosmetic Dentist. So these videos get shown pretty easily in, um, in Google search. Now, I will tell you that simply what you do here is you take the patient into a quiet area in your office, close the door, and take out your iPhone. That's all you need is an iPhone. This doesn't have to be fully edited. I like law. And I simply ask the patient to describe their experiences in the office. And what you get is a video like this. Hi, my name is Nicole Smith. Um, I've been a patient of Dr. Charles for about a year and a half. I came in for Invisalign, and I just finished all my treatment, and I just got my lightning gun. I love, love, love this office. People here are friendly, get great service, great results, and you can see my smile is beautiful. Teeth are nice and white and straight, and I'm very happy. I recently moved to North Carolina, um, but I came back here to just get my waiting done, and I'm going to be coming back and get my teeth clean because I love it so much here. I recommend anybody come to this office. It's great. So as you can see, she was smiling, she was happy, she was excited. Um, she sat there, she did it in one take. She gave me permission to put it on YouTube, but she just gave a verbal permission. They wouldn't be filming it if they didn't give you permission anyway. Um, and you put it on YouTube, and people will watch these and they'll come into your office. The reaction I get it when I'm having a live audience is every dentist in the audience or every person in the audience smiles when they see this. I mean, it's a minute, it takes a minute of your time. This stuff is really, really important. So blogging. Blogging has become really, really important because of what's known as the Google Hummingbird update. It made the blog even more important. So to blog or not to blog, that is the question. And blogging, I without a doubt, highly, highly recommend that every office does. So we have a blog in my office, and there's a blog I wrote on how to keep your Invisalign trays clean. Um, and when people type in, you know, cleaning Invisalign trays, when they're in Philadelphia, my blog comes up. And you want to make sure you have an original blog. You don't want to have duplicate content because that means it's being sh- the same blog is being shared on thousands of websites. You want to have original content about, that you've written yourself or someone can write it for you, but it needs to be original. So as you can see here, here's that blog post, and there's only the first uh, three are from my site because it's a blog post that I wrote. You used to have something called Google Authorship, which gave it, you know, gave authorship to you. Uh, Google eliminated that recently, so that's not an advantage you can take care of, take take advantage of anymore. We also are now doing video blogging. So this is just an example I did. I did this with David Schwab, and you'll see here. Okay. 
So you get the point there. This is another video we um, as well. I'm not going to show you the whole thing, but you, you get the point there. Um, it's putting information out that Google can actually see, and they um, it's videos on YouTube. It goes to Google. It, there's a lot of interconnection here. But you want to be able to do some video blogging because they get viewed a lot by potential patients coming in your office. So I would blog once a week uh, at least. Um, it brings 32% greater website traffic, 38% more time on the website, and 30% more pages per visit. So there's a lot of reasons why to blog. The last social media site I want to talk about, which is an up-and-coming site, is Pinterest. And it's like 90% women. And that's, the, that's really our target audience. And basically, you're pinning photos of things. So this is my office pin board. And, you know, we have things about our office. We have books that we recommend, companies I recommend, um, my, the doctors I refer to, videos, um, toothbrushes I recommend. It's all on here. Um, the very, very first pin I put up was this pin right here. This was done... Um, about two or three years ago now, and it was that before and after I showed you earlier. And um, the next day, I got a patient. A lot of referrals from Pinterest. Um, I highly recommend paying attention to Pinterest. It's very easy to set up, and you're just pinning photos of things that you enjoy, um, recipes, cookie, I mean, a lot, tons of stuff. So, and Invisalign uses Pinterest a lot because it's a very visual. This is Invisalign's Pinterest page. So, I, like I said, I highly, highly recommend you, you take a look at Pinterest as well. So social media explained in sixth grade English. Um, I eat hashtag cookies is Twitter because it uses hashtags. I like cookies is Facebook. I hang out with people who like cookies is Google Plus. Is Google Plus all about hanging out? Foursquare, which is a check-in. This is where I eat cookies. YouTube, watch me eat my cookies. LinkedIn is a which I didn't talk about, which is a networking site. I am still eating cookies. Pinterest, here's a cookie recipe. I don't know it's again photos. Um, Flickr and Instagram is uh, taking photos. I, I take cool pictures of my cookies. Blogger, WordPress, and Tumblr are all about blogging. I write blogs about cookies. Uh, Yelp is I recommend my favorite place to buy any cookies. And Spotify, which is a music site, I am listening to the Cookie uh, Monster Rap song. So what are the seven deadly sins of online practice marketing? One, assuming you're just a website is sufficient. It's not the end-all, be-all. Two, ignoring or giving up on online reviews. You need to be proactive. You need to constantly get them. Avoiding social media, not being involved in social media. Being unprepared for mobile traffic, not having a mobile website or a responsive site. Keeping Google up to luck. You can't do, you can't base on luck anymore. Making it hard for your patients to reach out and get information about you. And waiting around and procrastinating, hoping for improvements without doing anything. So let's go over a game plan and we'll wrap up here. One is make the commitment to make marketing a priority. Decide if you want help getting started because you can use consultants who do this. Focus on establishing and growing your online reputation. Develop a great website. I, I, even while people are new dentists say to me, well, I don't even have a website yet. doesn't matter. Start with reputation. Website can take months to build if it's done custom. Be sure to focus on local search you do need to be found. Set up Google and Google Plus Local. Start slowly with social media. Facebook, YouTube, and Pinterest will be my first three, blogging, and then Twitter. Build your reputation, maintain it, and watch the patients roll in. So in conclusions, no matter how much you're going to spend on online marketing, if you do not pay attention to reputation, things are going to fail. An interactive website is an absolute must. You have to have it interactive. A well-established and maintained online reputation is so important to attract new patients to practice. Video is the now, the future, and you need to start using it. Social media is very powerful. Go your practice for pennies in the dollar compared to traditional advertising. Social media is instant word of mouth. It's not a fad. It's here to stay. Make time to set it up and, and update it. It will pay off in the end. Your Invisalign case starts will be increased by providing Google with just use about Invisalign. So, again, press releases, um, real self. You want to give Google as much information that you're doing Invisalign as possible because when people type in Invisalign, you want to come up and be found. Simple as that. Dental practices that provide these things on an ongoing basis are destined for success, 
and those that do not will struggle. And you need to be online nowadays, guys. If you're not, you're going to learn, you're going to struggle. You're going to see that new patient number dwindle down. And I talk to thousands of dentists a year in my profession, being a dentist and then a, a lecturer and, and an exhibitor and everything else I do. And a lot of dentists still are not focusing on this, and you need to do this. Very, very important. So thank you for your time and attention. Uh, I'm going to pass the baton back to David in a second. If there's any questions, obviously we'll get them answered. Here is my contact information. I'll leave it up for a minute um, so you can copy down my contact information. For people who do know me, I'm very responsive. You can call my office. You can email me. My cell phone's on there. If I don't pick up, it means I'm with a patient. But give me a call. You ask any questions you've got, email me. If you want any additional advice, you need help with anything, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm a helper. I'm an educator. I love doing this. Um, if, you ha if you do have any interest in my software program, here's some information uh, for webinar attendees. Uh, it's iSocialReviews, www.isocialreviews.com. Like I said, if anybody has any information, please ask us. And thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate it. David, it's back to you. Well, thank you, Dr. Tao. Great presentation. I want to uh, cover one quick thing that's very important in order to receive your CE certificate for this program. Currently on the screen right now, there's a link to take a quick survey. Once you complete your survey, you'll have immediate access to your CE certificate, so please go there after the completion of the program. If you experience any problems with viewing any of the presentation, the archive program will be available one week from today on the Education tab or Invisalign Doctor site. I want to thank Dr. Tao again for a great presentation and for all of you for taking time out on your Friday to join us. Forward to seeing you on another Ask the Expert webinar. Thank you very much.